Bills Fan Podcast for August 11th, 2016. What's up? I am Dave. Find me on Twitter, NumBillsFan. I'm Adam. Find me on Twitter at NumBillsAdamD. What's the score? What do you guys got going on? Ladies, men, ladies, aliens, gents. everything in between. What's good? I mean, a lot of... A lot of doom and gloom in, in, in the Buffalo Bills. If you don't know, this is a Buffalo Bills podcast, not affiliated with the Buffalo Bills. But what, how, how's your pulse on the team? Shaq Lawson, first-round draft pick, is out until they're saying, shit, even week eight, six to, week six to week eight. And also you got Reggie Raglan out for the season, torn ACL. Yo, no sweat. Shaq Lawson, all good. He'll be back. He's not got to worry about hitting that rookie wall. It's all gravy. Reggie Raglan, now he won't be back. But we got some we got some depth linebackers coming in. Uh, Brandon Spikes is back. Not that I'm not really sweating either one. I mean, obviously it would be nice to have those three day one starters that we were expecting at draft time. You know, on the field week one, it would be great. But I haven't lost hope, and a lot of people are just over the edge with this Raglan in- injury. You know, it was the this was the straw that broke the back of a lot of these weak, weaker camels out here. So I, I think I think that the Shaq Lawson thing right off the bat, what a bummer, because what we've gathered is it, it seemed, and, and we could be wrong. But the, the the tea leaves I, I've put together is it seems like the Bills did not expect him to get surgery this year. He opted to. And and if you look at it, if he was going to have surgery and knew he wanted to have surgery right away, he would have had surgery right after the combine. Okay. I mean, I look right at Right after he got drafted, I'm saying, from the Bills. So I look at it like this, though. Here's, here's, here's what I'm going to cut in with. The situation sucks up and down, left and right. It sucks sideways, forwards, backwards. There's no, there's no debate in that. Your first, your first two picks in the draft aren't going to be on the field. It sucks. But in the grand scheme of things, would you rather have this happen now in the offseason, go and get that surgery? Um, you know, the Raglan injury, injury, again, very unfortunate. It was a no-contact injury. Um, on grass, by the way, not on turf. On grass, but would you rather this happen here in the off season, or get three or four weeks into the regular season and have one of these guys go down? At this point, we still have time where we can bring guys in, which we have work these guys into the into the system. Now, yeah, obviously, we'd rather have these rookies taking those reps. These young guys, you know, we want them to to develop, but. In the case of Shaq Lawson, I think it's, I think it's better safe than sorry. 
100%. It is, but that rookie wall thing you mentioned, I don't think that matters because... Oh, no, it's, I mean, it's a very it can, real Conditioning-wise, but I, I would rather... It's a very real factor, especially if these kids are being, being expected to start right out of the gate. Yeah, but wouldn't you rather have a guy that goes in there and went and took reps in the offseason than one guy who comes in? You know what I mean? Because I'd rather have this guy hit the rookie wall in, like, week 10 when they're used to being in bowl games. And, and you know, and it is tough for him. But what I'm saying is it's kind of like this. You ever notice when they bring in a player, and especially Rex Ryan, they brought in Percy Harvin. He played that week when he was with the Jets. And I believe they actually played the Bills. So you have a guy who translates who can translate to whatever guy they bring in, like, hey, go do this. So I look at it along the lines of, does Shaq Lawson, when he comes back, can he do one thing very good? What is it? He might not have the technique down, and the coaches are going to know that, but are they going to unleash what he does best, which whatever that is, I don't know. At this point, I don't know how he fits their system. We haven't seen anything yet. First preseason game is Saturday. So the way I look at it is, yeah, you're right. It now is the best time to do it. And in the grand scheme, yes. And we could have regret like, well, why, why didn't he just get it done earlier? Whatever. He's doing his thing. It's just, I don't expect out of the box production week eight. I really don't. Week six could be week six. I, I, I don't see out of the box Height production. He is. Who knows when he gets to start? I don't even know when he gets to start practicing. I have no clue. But if that's he could start practicing in six weeks, that's a long time. I I should say in six weeks, week six. If he can start coming back to practice in week six, and what's he gonna do? Just take a few reps. Is he gonna? What happens if you're if you're if you got guys like Adolphus Washington, Kyle Williams, Marcel Darius, Jerry Hughes, IKN and Polly, what if these guys play very well? What if they come to fruition? Now you got to make room for this guy? No, they're going to have to work him into a rotation, get him warmed up. You're not going to ruin some good chemistry. Now, if obviously the team is going downhill in that department, you let him play. You let him figure it out, but... I'm not assuming that Shaq Lawson is coming in first week and doing damage. It would be wonderful, and he might. There might not be tape on what he's going to do in the NFL. At the same time, I'm not getting my hopes really super excited for that. As far as Reggie Raglan, you have a lot of options. And do not forget that Zach Brown from the Tennessee Titans was brought in here Doug Whaley did what he said. He was brought in this season. Doug Whaley said, hey, we're going to get the dust settle free agents. The Buffalo Bills general manager really does what he tells you he's going to do. And they scooped up Zach Brown. And we've talked about Zach Brown. He was on the Tennessee Titans. He had a coaching change. He was playing better under the first coach, Mike Munchak, who was eventually relieved of his duties for Ken Wisenhunt, who stayed there from 2014 to 2015, short-lived deal. But the thing is, is he played one game. Zach Brown played one game in 2014 and was injured. 
Then he had a hard time finding his way back. So, 2015, he's kind of back to form, 55 tackles. But really, when you hear Zach Brown, I heard Zach Brown a while back talking about going from one system to another system with the coaching change, how his injury kind of put him behind some other guys who got the shine, and he just kind of felt phased out. So I, I look at it like you have a guy, Zach Brown, who is Rex Ryan says, this guy is surprisingly very good. He's above average, very, very good in coverage for a linebacker. He has coverage skills you don't expect. So if you look at the whole Raglan injury, now you have a guy who Zach Brown was the plan before. Doug Whaley brought him in right off the bat, and it's the typical story. Didn't play as well under the different coach, you know. I mean, it, it, under the different system, whatever, whatever you want to say. I, it happens all the time with players. And the scouting department's job is to find guys like this. I'm pretty excited for Zach Brown. He is a three-down linebacker. He should be perfectly fine. And if you think about it, there was questions about Reggie Ragland being a three-down linebacker, but he has fit the bill well with the Buffalo Bills. Reggie Ragland came in, and, and they, you know, coaches were saying pretty much a seamless transition. Rob Ryan saying how he's never been behind. And it's unfortunate because Reggie Ragland has shown so much promise. We just want to see it. I don't know the nuts and bolts. I don't know if it's if Reggie Ragland was truly better than Zach Brown I, I in, in camp and OTAs and minicamp. I really don't know. Or if it's, hey, we only have Zach Brown for one year anyways. Let's play our future. If he fits right in, Reggie Ragland, please give him the opportunity. And when you're playing with Alabama, that defense – the coaching staff will say is as close to what Rex Ryan is doing in the NFL is what Alabama, you know, so it's very unfortunate with Raglan, but I'm very excited for Zach Brown because I love these stories of, you know, he didn't work in this system, but he worked in this system and Zach Brown showed a lot of promise his first two or first three seasons under Munchak and Last game of 2012, he returned two balls for a touchdown on defense. So that's pretty sick. Yeah, I mean, you know, defensive points can be the uh, can be the determining factor of a game. Sometimes, you know, that can be a uh, that can be a game changer. Yeah, I can't. He had two interceptions. Last game of 2012. That's for touchdowns, by the way. Sorry. That's crazy. You know, so the way I look at it is the Bills brought in Brandon Spikes. We know what Brandon Spikes offers. He is not a three-down linebacker. He is a thumper. But guess what? Preston Brown is already a thumper. So in a way, are you going to have two Mike linebackers on the field? Not necessarily. So, I don't even know if Brandon Spikes would start over the other linebacker the Bills brought in, David Hawthorne, who has played with Rob Ryan, 
He's from the Seahawks and the Saints and was just released by the Saints. And he's 31 years old. The linebacker depth is a lot better now. And, oh, by the way, Randall Johnson, who the Bills drafted, 7th round, 2014 draft, who they've been developing, coming into his third year. What were we looking at last year, A.J. Tarpley? You know, so I feel like the depth on this linebacker crew and Rex Ryan's defense needs yeah, and linebackers. And, I mean, even A.J. Tarpley had, had some good some good plays, man. He got some, he got some stuff done. He was all right. He was getting better, but... I, what was it, that week 16 or was it week se- week 17? He, he showed had, up in the He had that the... interception to to end the game. Oh, that's right. But now he's retired just chilling. I wish I could retire. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I just don't know what I'm retiring from. <laughs> You're not retired? Hanging out, hanging out hanging out with you. I just want to retire from breathing. I mean, I would. I don't think the Bills are in, are in that bad of shape. Zach Brown, I think, offers even more options now. I, as far as... not, I, I should take that back. Not more options, but Zach Brown, it's almost like, okay, well, what does he offer that's different from Reggie Ragland? Keep in mind, Reggie Ragland has not played an NFL down... We don't know what we have here yet. We could say he looks great in shorts and before a scrimmage and everything. And, yes, he obviously had some contact plays going on. They did have pads while he was in there. But uh, he's not a guaranteed product. He is not. He should be. He's a pretty safe bet, though. Right. That's so tough. But, hey, you know, even, even these guys who are paid huge salaries to to scout these guys get it wrong sometimes but there's talent there something about alabama defensive players that are just usually pretty pretty bomb stout stout squad down there boy i I just think i don't think it's really uh if the bills didn't draft reggie raglan i feel like it would be zach's brown zach brown's job to lose so Zach Brown is very versatile. He's a linebacker who can who can play very well in coverage. That's a bonus. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But for anybody who thinks that, all right, so Brandon Spikes. Let's talk about Brandon Spikes. Loved him in Jim Schwartz's scheme. He came over from the Patriots, drafted by the Patriots. Obviously, we know that. 28 years old. They're saying he showed up thinner. He doesn't look as bulky which is nice because maybe he recognizes that the classic game of playing that Ray Lewis thumper role from that we're very familiar with, and ain't there anymore. It's a different game now. Right. And he could say it's just football all he wants, but maybe shutting that weight, shutting that muscle mass, hopefully he's as durable as he's ever been, but hopefully that offers more speed. And he'll be the first one to admit, he's like, hey, I am not as athletic as they used to be. Or... There's other guys, I should say. So the same with John Murphy. You know, he's like, I'll admit, I'm not the most athletic guy in the field. But he's a pretty smart player. And the de- the defense, hey, maybe it's a coincidence. What if what if the, what if he's the reason that the defense turns around with just being positive and in, in, in doing his part? What if something happens to Zach Brown or another linebacker and it's his turn to come in? He's 
I think that that Brandon Spikes can be used in in other aspects, and I think Rex Ryan will get creative with him. He's good at stopping a run. He's a thumper. At the same time, people got to get out of their head. Oh well, they'll just have uh, they'll they'll just have uh, you know, Brandon Spikes in there for the rundowns, and uh, yeah, there's a thing called play action. Okay. Yeah, I mean. If it's a quote-unquote passing league, then he ain't going to be in there two out of three downs. So what are you telling me right now? You're, people want to think that you're telling me that uh, unless, you know, we said on Facebook Live Wednesday that you're telling me that these numbers can, can change like a chameleon. Like when you see whatever number Brandon Spikes is going to be out there, you see him out there with someone or, or somebody else that they're not just going to change a play. Oh, he's in there for the run play. Okay, well, we're going to throw it. Or we're going to have play action. He's going to bite. He's going to be out of the picture. We're going to throw it over his head right there. We'll see where he's coming in. So, to me, I, I look at it like who has the best chance to play all three downs? That's going to be Zach Brown. If you want an interesting package, you could throw Brandon Spikes out there. And Holmes. Maybe Brandon Spikes could even do some spot duty for Preston Brown. He is in all the meetings. He's in special teams meetings. He's in everything. I expect Brandon Spikes to even play special teams. Oh, yeah, no. I I think that's the only way he's going to stick on this roster is if he makes himself uh, available to to the special teams unit. Um, you know, it wouldn't be his first time out there either. So we'll see what we get. He seems to have... Brandon Spike seems to have a great attitude right now. And No, he really does. And, you know, he's talked about how how his outlook on life has changed a little bit since he had that accident. You know, there was that uh, little hit and run accident that he was involved in. He was in a, <laughs> he was in a little trouble with that and uh oh, he seems a- like he seems like he seems really humbled and, and ready to work and you gotta respect that. I respect that. You don't gotta do. You don't gotta do a damn thing. But I respect that. What I like about him is he had a nice interview with on the John Murphy show, and he mentioned that he made a mistake and he has to grow from it. And he was saying that he's like, if we don't make mistakes, he's like, I can't guarantee I won't make another mistake. And and I like that he was so real about it, and so honest, and he spoke from the heart. It wasn't the same. You know, I really learned from my mistakes, and, uh, you know, I'm never going to do that again. And then next thing you know, you're Johnny Manzellan. So I don't think you have to work. And he, he's right, though. We're all humans, and we're going to mess up. It's going to happen. And for him to come out and own it and be like, look, it was nice being away from the game. I mean, for me, because it, it brought my fire back. It made me realize why I played this game. And he is done and said all the right things this offseason coming in here and he was even in touch with some people in bill's groups still online yeah no he was he was on their post and i seen him so i'm pretty i'm pretty psyched for his attitude i hope it just brings everybody together rex ryan said that you know we talked to the guys before we brought him in, see how they liked him, and they all spoke highly of Brandon Spikes. And, and Rex Ryan said, I played against Brandon Spikes for years. I know what he's all about. You know, he's 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 the guy 
that you don't want to play against. When he was on the Patriots, I hated Brandon Spikes. He's he's in your face. He's going to be clobbering you. He's going to hit you late. He's going to do things. But damn, let's bring that tenacity to Buffalo. You know, like let's let's go. This defense needs to be on track and. Yeah, no, and he's a hard worker, and I'm really interested to see what he can do, you know, in Rex's defense, you know, with with Rob maybe acting as a positions coach here and there. You know, he's got a lot of experience with linebackers groups throughout his career, so maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll see a pretty impressive performance here. You never know. You never know. I just don't know how many snaps he's going to have throughout the course of the game. I don't know what they're going to have a heavy rotation or what. Either way, if you know they're going to run the rock, you know, you can make different packages for these linebackers too. It could be more, okay, you're playing a more run-based team like the Seattle Seahawks. That's a very nice team to have a guy like Brandon Spikes in there to sniff out the run. You got a third and long, second and long, put in Zach Brown. And that's that's where yes, you can be more obvious, but I will say don't sleep on David Hawthorne. So no, and, yeah, and both those both those guys, you know, do have a unique ability of containing a running back in the backfield in both running and short passing situations. So it's not it's not gonna be like you know what I mean. You're not gonna you're not gonna put a a guy like Brandon Spikes on a wide receiver three. Like that's the kind of mismatches that that quarterbacks dream of. But like, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? As far as like keeping keeping a guy in the backfield from like. Getting through that second level, Brand Spikes works. He's fine. I mean, I don't think he's going to the Pro Bowl. When I think of Brandon Spikes, I I, I really think about tackles for loss. I think about penetrating through the line and and just just watch just watch the gifts of him all around online. Check out CoverOne.net. It's Eric Turner's website. Yeah. Oh my God. His his, his breakdowns. breakdowns. Jinx. Dude is on point. All right, I owe you a Coke. Dude is on point. I mean, just watching his videos here and there have, have raised my football IQ from like two to four in like no time. No time. No, I'm, I'm, I'm maybe not giving myself enough credit there, but no. I've, I've learned so much that, that I never really paid attention to, you know, for years. I was just like so casually into football, and these last few years, you know, I've really been been learning more. And then, then he starts dropping these videos, and now I just, I feel like I know what I'm talking about. Some of the time, it's great, great videos. Um, so yeah, check out check out what Eric's doing if you want to uh, raise up that football IQ. He's a. Uh, it's very interesting the information available to us now. That you have guys like Eric who are willing to sit there and just break things down. You got Rob Quinn as well from Building the Herd now with USA Today. Yeah, Bills Wire USA Today. Congrats to Rob. That's, that's pretty dope. And he does some insane breakdowns. He also Rob also has an awesome guide for training camp with all sorts of players. You should check him. Check it out. Um, Bill, it, you can access everything through BillsFanaticsBF.com. And also, they have a wonderful Facebook group and everything. They're, they're so, it should be your one stop shop for any Bills information. Obviously, you find us at numbillsfan.com, but the breakdowns are awesome. Eric Turner, I would like to 
just wrap up on linebackers and say don't don't sleep on David Hawthorne. You know, he can play. He he's a pretty versatile linebacker, but he's thirty one years old, and he's had eight interceptions, twelve sacks, and one hundred eleven games. But he also played with Rob Ryan, and do not discount when you played with Rob Ryan because obviously the familiarity, what Rob Ryan expects. And personally, I don't know about you, I love working with people I'm familiar with. Yeah. It it just... To have a guy that you can trust and rely on, he needs to come in and do his... Exactly not like you. He needs to come in and just do his job. Whether or not he has a bunch of playing time, I'm not sure. He's more to, I think, to a lot of fans and the people like me, he's more under the radar kind of a, a signing. And I think it's just because I'm uninformed. I really don't know much about him because I feel like the spike signing and Reggie Ragland and, and even Zach Brown, obviously now the focus turned on Zach is turned on Zach Brown. David Hawthorne is just kind of lost in the shuffle. Yeah, uh, and uh, at least to us. But he he. I mean, I really he doesn't don't. really stay healthy, and he had the most tackles he had was ninety something with the with uh, Seattle in the early days of his career. So like the first few years. So I really don't even. I don't know if he's a special teams player. I'm honestly so uninformed with him. Yeah, I, I really. I'm don't not your know expert much. on David Hawthorne. Let's be real here. So, I mean, let's you know, let's look at him for. Uh, let's let's look at the important things here. His Madden ratings of seven seventy seven <laughs> last year. So, like, he's one of these. He's one of these guys that's in the seventies on Madden, and they're all okay. But some just work better in different places. It's about right place, right time, scheme fit. And, you know, maybe he'll plug in and maybe maybe he won't. Maybe he'll work out for us. Maybe not. I mean, I'm sure he'll be okay. He's a body on the field, and I'm I'm sure, you know, if there, if there wasn't something there that was at least worth rolling the dice on, I don't think Rob Ryan would have said, hey, why don't we take a shot on this guy? He's available. I know him. He's, a, he's an all right guy. I mean, I don't just go referring people to jobs. You know, if I don't, if I don't think they're uh, up to the task. Well, right. I, I, have, my own, I have my own interests to, to protect. I just don't expect him to make a huge impact. The guy played 14 games nah, his rookie be, year, and then last year he played 11 games, and he's been in the league since 08. He'll be a rotational. He'll be a rotational guy, and I'm sure he'll be okay. I don't think he'll be terrible. I don't think he'll be great. I think that's how you gotta look at these guys. Is what can what can they do for you? Can they help you on special teams? Can they help? And if you're gonna be kept that deep, I mean, look, I'm gonna put it to you like this. Madden knows everything. No, you got guys like Jerry Hughes and Marcel Darius and Kyle Williams. You got you got a really good set of guys along this defensive line in Buffalo. 
add Adolphus Washington to that mix, you know, see how he comes out. Um, Shaq Lawson, like we were talking, I get, I get where you're going. These guys, these guys could have, these guys could have a harder time out there. They could be, they could be playing in a lot worse situation. They could be playing on like a Bills defense during the Changeli years. Right. So you're, you're totally. I get what you're saying. Even Okayo and, and Marcel. So even there, if these so guys are only time. like, you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna give these guys like a C grade, even like, and they might be a little bit better than that, you know. Um, I think that's how. You, I think you're incredibly right. If you're playing with better players, any sport I've played, I feel like it raises my game. And if this guy can do his job, and again, right. what I, I like I mean, is we're I, having I they a have discussion a really... about a possible. Third or fourth guy or second guy in a rotation here. He's not gonna be. He's not gonna be the starter over Zach Brown. Right, and they got a, they got a strong group in front of them, and they got a, a solid secondary behind them. You know, one of the best cornerback tandems in the game. So they got they got it a lot easier than some linebackers that might not have a good line ahead of them, and might have you know questionable defensive backs behind them. I think a sleeper, though, could be Randall Johnson. I mean, 2014 seventh, seventh round pick. We talked about him for a minute already. He, he's a good, he's your prototypical edge rusher. But he's been playing inside a little bit. So why not try out his versatility? And in Rex Ryan defense, he wants versatile guys. They've been, the Bills have been developing him. Who knows? Do you keep a guy like that over Hawthorne? I mean, if they're neck and neck, I, I don't know. I don't know specifics for, uh, of that linebacking situation that deep. I do know that I am perfectly fine with Zach Brown. I'm very disappointed with Raglan and the Shaq Lawson injury. But we have to keep this train moving forward. And on injuries, who are you going to blame for injuries? You, there shouldn't be a blame game. They really shouldn't. And yeah, that shit's got to go. Especially this Bills camp where they've been Miss watching me out. with that. Last season, you had a quarterback competition. You had double the reps for the players, for some, a lot of the players. When you have a, th- a, a true three-way quarterback competition, that's what the Bills, one Bills drive have been preaching this offseason. Actually, i got seasons here now. They're preaching, you know, all those reps we had, we want to keep the players healthy. We feel we had some soft tissue injuries more than normal. Oh, well, you know, we have injuries this year. Here's the bright side. The Raglan injury happened now. It didn't happen right before game one. It didn't happen during the season. Obviously, hopefully everybody stays healthy. But I think there's a lot of positives to look forward to. And one positive I want to talk about Switching gears is is really this team just doing what it takes. Offensive line coach Aaron Cromer was on the John Murphy show, and he mentioned that Eric Wood and Richie Incognito is having the whole offensive line get together, and they're watching film and really working on things outside of practice together as a group, and he and. Cromer was referencing, like, you know, this is kind of like one of the first times I've ever seen this happen where guys are that in tune to get better. And that's a positive sign because 
coaches won't just be saying this just to say it. And Tyrod Taylor is doing the same thing with the skill positions, like with the wide receivers and running backs and the tight ends. And that's really cool to know that everybody's on the same page. So the all-in thing here, you got a guy like Brandon Spikes all-in. You know, you have chemistry. He's already had chemistry with these players. You got Darius, all these guys that want to be great. Aaron Williams wants to be great. He's picking Ed Reed's brain. This ship is going to move forward, and I think one of the most positive signs we're seeing, number three wide receiver is looking like it's a lock right now. Well, Marquise Goodwin tearing it up at training camp? Is that is that what that look is? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, the first unofficial depth chart is out, and his name is in that spot. All right. All right, game on, man. I'll take it. I I pretty much had him uh, crossed off the list. If you, if you go back a month or so and listen to the podcast before camp started, I was like, meh, I don't think he makes this roster. I'm always one of those guys that hold for, like, those guys that stick around. It's just injury. Well, well, we, we, have, we want every single draft pick these Bills take to, like, stick and make the roster and, you know. Stay cheap so they can Stay cheap out. but make the Pro Bowl and, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just have your Madden ratings at least over 81, please. That's all it comes down to. Dog, Work on 90, your game. 90 and up if you're drafted in the first five rounds. I wonder what Aaron Maven's rating was. I don't know off the top of my head. I might Google this, though. Well, while you're Googling, I'll just ramble. So uh, Marquise Goodwin, he's been showing up at camp. Rex Ryan has always liked him. First time he came in last year, Rex Ryan said, hey, Marquise Goodwin is not a guy who just goes fast in a straight line. He can run routes pretty tight as well. Working with Sanjay Lau, the wide receivers coach, I'm sure he's getting a lot better. He is showing up in camp. They were saying it's a wide, it's a competition for the number three spot, et cetera, et cetera. But it sounds like Marquise Goodwin is just taking it and ran with it. And oh, by the way, he's not just playing in the slot either. So EJ Manuel's made a lot of connections with him in camp, believe it or not. And it makes you wonder, okay, who else do you like? Greg Little? formerly with the Browns, and you kind of look at Greg Little and you wonder, why was this guy cut? Because he's showing up, he has impressed the coaches along the way, and the Browns could use him. You also look at a guy like Greg Salas, who when I think of Greg Salas, I think of, okay, Chris Hogan left, he's going to take the spot of Chris Hogan. Possession receiver, good route runner. A guy, seventh-round pick, Des Lewis from last year. We heard a lot about Des Lewis in Bill's minicamp, Bill's OTAs. But he's kind of just falling behind. Leonard Hankerson sounds like a ghost. I don't know. No discounting. I'm not hearing much from Leonard Hankerson. That guy I was kind of pretty excited for. Yeah, I thought he would make bigger waves, but, um, you know, he's not, he's not getting the... Uh, He's not getting the reps like these other guys, man. I also thought we would hear more from Jared Boykin, number 17. Yeah, I was I was like, oh, he played with Tyrod at college. This is going to be dope. Mm. Eh, I guess not. 
Maybe. We'll see. You got to take your opportunities. Uh, um, also, don't forget, you got Colby Lissenby, Walter Powell, Marcus Easley. Now, right now, Colby Lissenby. He's still injured. Right, and pretty much everyone's kind of like penciling him in. Like, they, they got a seat safe for him in the practice squad room. If he clears and he can get on a practice squad, that's a thing. So... Walter Powell, that's a guy where I heard Sil Capaccio talking about him. And Walter Powell, they're talking nice receiver. He's doing some nice things at camp. But word is, what's he doing? Like, How do you make a spot for him? And that could be a guy who is unfortunately solid but gets lost in the shuffle because I think they really like Rex Salas. Doug, Walter Powell has a Madden rating of 62. He's cut. Gone. 62, dog. That's a man. If we're going this is, on... This is real, tangible measurables here, dog. I'm coming with the... I'm coming with the hard facts. Yeah, I just can't deal with reality. I don't know. I just feel like someone... I feel like someone put a lot more work into, like, coming up with that number than I did putting together my opinion of Walter Powell, so... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure they actually, like... Looked at who he is and what he's done a lot more than I have because I really don't know. I know he came from the Jets. He's six foot ish, I think, is what I saw. And yeah, six yeah, foot six even. Foot. And that's about all I know. But I look up his Madden rating, it's not good. <laughs> you are killing me right now. You are just absolutely killing me because you're. I'm I'm talking in language you understand for a change. I I think if he does what he has to I, I think Walter Powell is a guy that can come up in these preseason games and really show what he's worth. But can I, he get up over seventy in Madden? Look. With Tyrod Taylor throwing to him, can he get that can he get to that overall rating? It all comes down to opportunity. Now if you could take Walter Powell, bench Sammy Watkins, just make a package, a Walter Powell package, okay. But that's a, I'm sure he can handle it. Dog, you're talking crazy. I don't know, man. I'm talking Madden Ultimate Team right now with my Walter Powell package. You know, I was going to say Walter Powell would be like who you start with on Ultimate Team. I think Walter Powell really could move up the depth chart. I think this preseason is a thing, and this is an opportunity. I well, can't we'll wait find to out watch, this weekend, won't we? I can't wait to watch Cardale Jones. I don't. I would say I would say don't forget about him because he also signed a three-year contract with the Bills, so they might have a lot of faith in him. And you don't just sign guys to a three-year contract that you don't like longer than a year tryout deal. So, if anything, I could see Walter Powell making the team over Boykin. I could see him competing with Greg Sales for a job. This is what I'm talking about. You know, he... Mm, maybe. This I, is what, I mean, I think do, this is what is, preseason's for. I think Sales has, has a definite edge right now. Um, but, no, I definitely see, I see Boykin being in the, in the same boat. Mm, you know, 
on the outer edge of the of the bubble, as they say, or whatever. Um, then Greg Little, I mean. I'm hoping Greg Little shows up. I think that was a, a nice pickup. I really do. One controversial issue is Marcus Easley. What do you do with Marcus Easley? Bill's 2009 fourth-round draft pick out of Connecticut. Same year C.J. Spiller was drafted. He was a guy who was hurt for a bit. He got hurt his rookie year. He was... You weren't sure what to do with him. And to me, he almost could have been out of a job pretty quick. One of those guys that you hear, well, he got injured a couple times, left the league. No, he made a niche for himself on special teams. And if you look at his measurable, 6'2", pretty thick, he is not a small man and lays down some damage. He's one of the best special teams players in the NFL. I look at word is going around there's starting to be some people talking i don't hear anything from the organization but i'm hearing opinions that respect saying what do you do with marcus easily here because he's not even back from his gruesome injury last year and you have a couple veterans you signed to play special teams and Marcus Easley, I think the way he loses his job is if younger talent comes up and shows what they can do on special teams at any position. So if you need an extra linebacker, if you need an extra running back, you know, what if James Wilder is that guy? What if he shows up on special teams, does his part? You know, there's it so very well could happen. There's only fifty three people. So, when you have 53, every roster spot is just so good. The one thing I do not get is why would you even think about moving on from Marcus Easley when he is very good in Danny Crossman's system on special teams? And I think... Danny Crossman has a lot to prove this year. He needs to turn it around. He needs to step it up. And if you're a coaching staff, you're going to go to bat to Doug Whaley to keep that kid. He is proven on tape. Same thing with what we were saying with Zach Brown. At least there's tape on him. You know how to use him. You can figure it out. Unless you're some other coaching staff that the Bills have had in the past that I won't mention. (laughs) <laughs> you know, let's send C.J. Spiller through the tackles. No, let's put him in space. Let's use him the way he was drafted to be used, what fits his skill set the best. And Marcus Easley is a premier special teams player, and I value that. Why do I value that? Because as a Bills fan, everything goes wrong. And the last thing I need <laughs> is for... Something that is solid to go wrong. I think, man, wish we had Marcus Easley. But the Bills did bring in Lorenzo Alexander, Colt Anderson, two older vets who are solid special teams players. And if you go by my theory, which is I would rather have the older vet than teach a young kid how to play special teams. Get the older vet. He's Yeah, you have the vet minimum. At the same time, being in the right spot at the right time, there is a lot of value to that. 
and they can make people around them better. If they've lasted a long time, they're in, you know, they're 30-ish up, they're, they've done something right. They're smart people. They're smart football players. And I feel like the Bills have a very good injection offense and defense of players like Tyrod Taylor who have, who have really waited for their opportunity, players like Marcus Easley who have really fought through adversity early on in their career, players like LaShawn McCoy who have gotten traded. They've been an all-pro before. you got guys like Incognito who's been through hell and back, whether it's his own wrongdoing, which he admits, and then you got guys who are royally messed up, like Brandon Spikes back with the team. And I think there's too many positives here to ignore, to, 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 to be, there's too many positives, let me rephrase that, there's too many positives here that can't be ignored. And we can sit here and we can say it's doom and gloom about this, this situation with the Buffalo Bills, but let's face it. The first preseason game is this Saturday against Andrew Luck and the Colts, and you will be tuned in really hardcore and so pumped for it and tuned in for the first quarter and a half, and then you'll be trying to not get up third quarter, (laughs) you know? But I really think this year we have some guys worth watching. We get to see Cardale Jones. We get to see how Marcus Goodwin, Marquise Goodwin looks. We get to see how some backup offensive lineman looks. I mean, Quanjo's they're saying that Quanjo is actually looking good. Actually, Terry Pagula said that. But what does Terry Pagula know? But he's actually talking. <laughs> Terry Pagula watches film with the coaches and the scouting staff. And he busts chops and he's like, I don't know anything. I feel like I just annoy him. Sounds like someone I know. Us? <laughs> yeah. Where I was like, what the, hell do, what the hell do we know? Well, that's it. Find us, numbillsfan.com. I am Dave. I'm Adam. Find me, numbillsfan, on Twitter. I'm numbillsadamd. And uh, make sure you tune in. And check us out on the Bills Fanatics Network every Wednesday at 7 p.m. We go on uh, and do a Facebook live chat. It's a lot of fun. We get the comments going. Come troll us. Come tell us how how great we look. Tell us how we don't know anything yeah, I mean, about David Hawthorne. Let us know if you got some game tape. Send it. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Instagram. Follow well, us personally. We'll be your friends. What we're saying is participate. It's more We're fun just... for everybody. <sighs> Dave, phone's for you, dog. Why do people got to call me? We're out. Numbillsfan.com. And-